This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Friday came right in the nick of time. Oh boy, did it ever. Didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Been standing on my head and doing push-ups like you said all oh, week long. Grant, <laughs> Grant got the MVP award here at my time. Oh, you yeah. worked for everybody. Thank you for everything you did. Oh, thanks, no guys. No kidding. Okay, I have a bone to pick with Billy Bush and Extra TV. Ooh. Now, okay, so you know I'm obsessed with candy on Hulu. Have you watched it? I started it last night. Okay. I watched the first episode. Good, right? Wild. Wild story. So... I'm watching extra like I do, a little show prep, watching it this morning. And so this was last night's episode. Uh So before even the fourth episode is dropped, because Candy's a five-episode series that dropped Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Last night was the last night, you know. So, But the show was on at whatever time it is. And... They give away now. I maybe you can't spoil something that happened in 1980, but I don't know the story. Uh, the story. I don't okay. know what happens with Candy. I'm just enjoying as this it's thing a true unfolds. Crime story, kind of like I'm enjoying the staircase. You know that yeah. is a true crime one. I don't know what the outcome of that is or anything. Flippin', they say what happens. Okay, this at is, the end. Uh, you know, and like, and got in big details about. Everything Where that, are they now kind of thing? Or? No, about what yeah. happens in the case. The thing that we haven't seen in the fifth and final episode, which they aired, it hadn't aired yet. So I just was like, come on, Extra, work better. Because that's the whole thing. And you haven't watched the final one yet? No. Oh. No, we see Candy, you know, like the, the walls are closing in on her. Mm-hmm. You know that Candy is involved in the murder. That happens in the first. Yes, You know I that, that in the first five minutes yes. of the show, you know. So you know that she's involved. But you don't know what happens because how many of us are wanting to Google a show to find out the outcome because you're enjoying the true crime sure. thing. It's same with that Betty. The, yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, you were like not knowing no, what happened. I, you I, didn't go and Google it before no, you watched it. No, I did it. the staircase though. That one kind of is such a wild story that I wanted to know a little bit more background on HBO's The Staircase. But again, these happened a long time ago. There, we already know something. You know, you know the outcome. But right, it, it, but they spoiled it. Out, spoiled yes. it for oh. it, and just does it was, make you not want to watch it? No, I, I'm going to watch it, but I mean, like the whole, and like the whole, like I was like, I wonder what happened. The anticipation, I mean, and now you, you already know. An extra went mm-hmm. earned it, you know, for everybody. That That's take that, Andy. Billy Bush. Yeah, Billy and the correspondent. Take that. Well, anyway, it bugged me. Well, you're being bugged by that. I just want to give a shout out because we've got a couple boyfriends in town tonight. 
They've got a big show. Um, Martin Short, if you're listening, you know, Marty, you promised, (laughs) you know, we had a connection on the phone years ago when you were coming to town. Um, And Steve Martin, huge fans. They're going to be at the Orpheum tonight. There are some tickets still available. There are. It's at 8 o'clock if people want to buy last-minute tickets. But this is going to be something that you're going to say, gee, why didn't I go see them? Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? And it's uh, it's an evening that you will never forget for the rest of your life. Oh, it would be so fun. I know. I'm so it. bummed that we're missing it. I am too. I guess we could still go. We could still go um, if you didn't have prior commitments, but and, <sighs> alas, we do. Well, that explains but, why the source um, from SNL was so adamant that Marty and um, Steve would not be showing up on SNL tomorrow night when Selena is, co- is the host. Oh, yeah. Because they're out on the road. They're there on the road go. with this tour. Yes. I don't know if they're playing somewhere tomorrow, but they might be en route somewhere. I can't right. imagine that they have a, you know, tour schedule that's, you know, I know. jammed. I, we ordered a beautiful day for you, too. Mm-hmm. That would be a, f- I, I really, woo, people are lucky going to that tonight. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, we have a birthday today, and there's a uh, tribute show. It's been an annual thing for a few years now down at Bunker to Stevie Wonder. I don't know, 73, did it say? Is that it? Yeah, it's just he's been performing since he was a kid. Yeah, little wow. Stevie Wonder. Okay, I feel little... like he was ten or eleven. That was his moniker, little Stevie Wonder. Was it really? Yeah, he's only seventy-two years wow. old today. He seems older because he's older. been around forever, yeah. forever. But it's just because he's been in the public eye since he was a kid. No kidding. Okay, so Michigan bunkers, man. bunkers. You mentioned bunkers is um, it? they do a Stevie Wonder lovely. tribute weekend show my kids and their friends have discovered bunkers such a great bar (laughs) no they just have it's new what a fun place that is mom (laughs) and i'm like you dance oh yeah we're right up front yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) just like okay that was kind of funny they were telling me the other night because it sticks out in all that new that and cuzzies you know they kind of stick out because they're it's an old school building and the live music the live music and yeah it's uh it's in a Great spot. I'm glad they, the owners of Bunker obviously own that building. Yeah. That they didn't exactly have to go out of business or no anything like kidding. that. No kidding. So, anyway, yes, the garden centers will be very hopping this weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm looking out at my yard and I literally, it was like what, last week we had nothing on our grass and now I already have dandelions. Yeah. I didn't even get a chance to prevent them. And well, I know no. no Mome and the bees and all yes, that. Yes, I was just going to say, don't prevent them. Just let I, them be and then sorry. take them out after. I'm a former golf course owner. I know. I'm gonna, there's plenty of other people doing that for me. I am mm-hmm. I am going to keep my yard pristine. I'm weird like that. Yeah. I, I'm trying to grow grass right now because the, the drought last year, even though I'm in an association, there's this hill that I'm responsible for that is very hard to maintain. I know it. And I put some grass. I'm, I just can't grow grass. I don't know what it is. I think there's an art I, when it's on a hill. I have a theory that the bird, that like that something eats the grass seed. That's a part of it. Yep. You have to put some sort of sometimes it can, topsoil. topsoil or even, you know, like a mesh netting that's used to help to keep the grass too. There's that. Right. But. It just feels like a lot of work. seed out of 10 gets in the dirt. Okay. You're so funny. <laughs> That's no, it's true. You're not alone. They're coming no, by, probably. they're swooping, they're eating it, or whoever the is squirrels eating it. eat grass seed. Can we blame it on the squirrels? Might as well, but I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> but birds for sure. All right, listen, when we come back, uh, it was a late night palooza last night, and it's our story we can't get enough of. It was a dazzling night on late night TV last night. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Fallon, and Seth Meyers. 
just they all delivered great couches. Seth Meyers had Amy Sedaris on. I know I taped it, but I didn't watch it. Was she? She's darling? so funny. Well, she's going through all of her stuff. She likes a lot of weird things. Yeah, you know, she's a collector of things. So taxidermy. She, yes, and so <laughs> she was. They were showing pictures, but she and Seth, you can tell they're old friends. friends. Yes, and so she was just. That was a delightful interview over on Jimmy Kimmel. He had James Hong on, the 93-year-old who just got his walk of fame. He's been in Hollywood. He's from Minnesota. He's been in Hollywood for 70 years. Isn't that amazing? I didn't see that he one. He was really cute. He was the last guest. You could yes. tell Kimmel's never had him on. And he was just in awe. He's like, you've been in this business? He said, yes, I'm 93. Wow. And I've been in this business for 70 years. And he came out with the dragon dancers, you know, like they do at a Chinese yes. parade or something. Yes. But he was really funny. And, and Kimmel was fascinated with him because he was like, Okay, what year did you move to Hollywood? And he's like, 1953, and my first job was with Groucho Marx. Stop! I mean, he's like living history, and I'm like, oh, Kimmel, I hope you have James Hong back on, because he had the crowd eating out of his hands. Then the Black Keys played at the end of Kimmel's show. And then over on Fallon, Post Malone, because he's got a new album out today, Mm -hmm. 12 Carat something or other. What's it called? I'll tell you. 12-carat toothache. Because he's got all yeah. diamonds. I absolutely love that That he's being real about that. Yeah. He's got diamond studs in all of his ears. Right. And um, so they played a game first, and then Post Malone came back out, and he had just a, I'll just say it was a bitchin' 1970s checked suit, oh, the jacket and the pants match. Very Herb, at, Herb Brooks-esque, if you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Very, yeah. very. He's... Cool, too cool for school. school. He's so great. He was so great. And so here's just a little bit of the beginning of their conversation. Good to see you, bud. Good to see you, Jonathan. Uh, we got we to gotta, we catch up, <laughs> my friend. Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Uh, I heard that you're going to be a dad. That's very true. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. Are you, are you preparing? Are you reading the books? Are you uh, practicing diapers, swaddling? Books are hard. Yeah, books In are general, hard. In general, everybody yeah. knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows books are hard, yeah. Books are very much hard. I think uh, you'll uh, figure this out. And- I'm trying. I guess the most the most important thing, and you know, people ask me like, "Oh, what do you want to be as a, as a dad?" Or like, "What do you?" I just I just kindness is is the most oh. important thing for me. So I yeah. guess that's what that's the most important. That's thing. That's exactly right. You don't need to read Very any much books. So. Yeah, and you also have mom to help you out. Very much you so. Have any questions. You, uh, <laughs> and he's I crazy for his mom. Yeah, and you know that was such a sweet answer. He also talked about Jimmy asked him something, and he goes, "Well, you know," he goes, "I'm a." I'm a strange looking dude. There's no doubt about it. Even when I look at myself sometimes, I'm like, wow, dude, you're so weird looking, you know, with all these things. And then he was showing Jimmy the, you know, the diamonds he's got in his teeth. Yes. Because apparently he may or may not have 12 credits worth of diamonds in there. But Fallon was really interested. And he's like, yeah, we came across you performing under your real name. 
in 2013 as Austin Richard. And so this is Post Malone before he's Post Malone. Okay. Yeah, no tattoos on the face. No right. tattoos on the face. Not, he's got not the curly, a single tattoo. Yeah. Curly hair. And um, he looks the exact same without tats. Yeah. yeah. He's covering he's got uh, that cheesy mustache. Yeah, that just it is. Isn't full. It's, it is. But it's perfect. It's, so he might be like, I don't know, late teens. Oh, I would say maybe, maybe 1920 20, in this, yeah. I would say. Cause he, this is a cover of him doing Dylan's song, Don't Think. Don't think twice, it's all right. <laughs> I know, isn't that good? And and then Fallon and Post Malone went on and on about how much Post Malone loves Bob Dylan because he's such an incredible songwriter, performer. And I thought, you know, Don't Think Twice, All Right, that's been covered by a lot of people. I've heard Elvis do a version. So I went down the rabbit hole of that song. And Bob Dylan recorded or wrote that song in 1962. And... Back in the olden days, boys and girls, when uh, artists put out 45 records, yes. there was a B-side and an A-side. So the A-side was the one that usually got the radio airplay on Dylan's song that Don't Think Twice It's All Right is the B-side to Blowing in the Wind. Isn't that crazy? Really? Two and, and so amazing many, songs. Right. And that was the B-side, and don't think twice it's all right if you don't realize it. It's a devastating breakup song. Yes. And he wrote that song when his girlfriend went to Italy to go to school, and he's left, left back behind. in the village. And uh, so, yeah, that, that, that to me, it's a, it's a breakup song. But um, I think it was about this woman, Susie Rotolo. She's on the cover of that album. And they're walking like in Greenwich Village or something. Mm-hmm. He has their arms around. But Peter Paul and Mary had the they had a big hit with it. But it's been covered by a gazillion people, and it's been used in everything from Mad Men to Friday Night Lights to that great show Men of a Certain Age oh, with Ray Romano. Yes, and, and it's Timothy. You know, what's that guy's name? Bottom, not bottoms. Uh, something. Well, it's our guy from yes. Quantum Leap. Yes, we can never remember Bacula. his name. Bacula. Bacula. Yeah. It was also used in The Help. So when you thinking about, you know, like Bob Dylan selling his catalog. How many times people how, have paid f- to use it? For, I mean, just yeah. so many songs. Right. It's a valuable, valuable catalog. And I was, uh, I don't know if this is going to be um, coming up this weekend, but... Um, there's a Leonard Cohen had talked about, of course, you know, he's, I don't, I don't think he's with us any longer, but anyway, about how Dylan's cover of his song, Hallelujah is what really kicked down the door for everybody to start recording. Hallelujah. The Jeff Buckley one that most people probably know of the the Jeff Buckley one. He passed away. I think, what in the ocean in Mexico too? Tragically. Yeah. That was, that version is in everything, everything. And then, you know, post Malone is the musical guest tomorrow night on SNL. To Selena Gomez hosting. So he's got a new album out for our new music today. We do have one of his new songs, but the the promos are hysterical for SNL. Um, where they, I watched this little thing where they're both basically washed up divas in the dressing room. Selena Gomez and Post Malone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I, this guy has the most amazing voice and, um, Oh gosh! Yeah. Here's here's what he said. You know, I'm so he, in this conversation with um this at the New York Post. He's so excited for the next chapter of his life, having a child. I'm the happiest I've ever been for 
since as long as I can even remember. And he Aww. says, it's time to take care of my body, my family and friends and spread as much love as we can every day. Because he he always, you know, when he's being interviewed and stuff for a while there, he always had a cocktail and a cigarette, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, Grant would know times, that. He would always times. have that. Oh, but, yeah. But he's never... Be a Bud Light, usually. Yeah, and he it's never... Bud Light. Yeah, yeah, and he never seemed too wasted or outrageous or anything, but he always smoked and yeah. stuff. And, and he always talked about his mom. And he's, he's got just, impeccable manners. Every time I've seen him do an interview, he always says, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. He's yeah. from Texas. Yeah, he really he's got is, impeccable yes. manners. Yeah. And, and he but, wears the suits, you know, like he, Elvis wore. He yes, wears the, the matching. Yes. And the image just, doesn't match the, the, the person behind it. Yeah. I hate to say that. It's and like, he says that. He goes, I know I'm a strange-looking dude, man. Yeah, yeah, he is, but he is one kind soul. And like yeah. he said, all I want is kindness for my kid. Yeah. What I think eyeballs will turn on tomorrow night on SNL. I hope so. I do, I know, too. Hopefully. I know. Well, I'll be watching Sunday morning. I was just going <laughs> to say like, Monday morning. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We got new music and we are going to hear Post Malone's yes. new song, the very first thing. All right. We'll be Beverly Hills. Yes. Classic. Our town. Julia and I love that town. Yes, we do. And a show that I'm obsessed with and Grant is too. And I hope a lot of other people are watching it on Paramount Plus. Just one episode drops a week. But yeah. the offer about the making of The Godfather, it is is so good yes every actor that's portraying the real life people are really great but one of the things that i notice every week every episode robert evans who is the head of paramount studios Mm -hmm. married to ali mcgraw the love story has just come out he needs a hit he's promised the bosses at gulf western the godfather is going to be the next right every episode robert evans has a meeting mm-hmm. and they've recreated the entrance to the Beverly Hills Hotel, yes. the pink entrance with the green and white on and the red carpet and the red carpet. And then they've recreated inside the polo lounge with there are just three circular booths and right. then it's small little right. tables and one tiny little bar. So they've recreated because Robert Evans, at least one episode, he makes some kind of business deal at the polo lounge, which well, really? let me tell you. It has been the center of Hollywood's attention since it opened. Okay, well, this is kind of, you know, timely, Lori, because there is a story. It's um, the Beverly Hills Hotel is celebrating its 110th anniversary. And it how, opened in 1912? Yeah, here's how it started. So people went out to California, and they were looking for war, oil, but they found water instead. Okay. And they decided to, ve- to develop land, sell it, and get out. But after they did, no one was buying anything there um, because there was no excitement. So they built a big hotel to get people to come out there. Within two years, um, the city was developing. At the exact same time, a group of producers were tired of filming the Western Spaghetti um, movies out in New York. Okay. Or Arizona. Or, or Arizona. Like and so um, they wanted to get away, and um, Westerns were the big moneymaker at the time. Producers decided to go to Flagstaff, Arizona, but it um, they stayed there, and there was a freak snowstorm because it snows there, and there was a ski hill there, so they stayed on the train, these producers, and went on to L.A. Paramount and Universal Studios opened in 1912. And at the time, other local hotels didn't allow people of the Jewish faith to come and stay there. And all the producers at the time were Jewish. The Beverly Hills Hotel opened and they started staying there. 
And so right away, film producers were here, actors were here, and as time went by and it was established, this was the place to go. But when the Great Depression hit, um, they were going to shut the hotel down, sell the land and develop it for something else. But there was an outbreak of tuberculosis back east, which brought a lot of people out to California where they could rent our bungalows and restore their health. They have 23 bungalows Mm -hmm. there. And the Bank of America, who owned it at the time, couldn't sell the property because there were other leases in place. Thank goodness. They brought a guy out to manage it, and the economy changed, and he fell in love with the hotel and made it into this luxury place where the employees feel wonderful working there. Their entrance, while not as grand as the main entrance, is the same. The green and white striped awning, the red carpet entrance to go in. They have big celebrations for all their employees when they hit the milestone marks. Well, that I mean, we know some of the bartenders. They've been there forever. And the guy who manages the polo um, lounge was is a former um, polo player. Oh my goodness! And um, he has been there. He went there to recover. Pepe Dianda. Um, he went there in 1986 to rehab after he took an injury and got a part-time job there and never left. And so he's been in charge of the polo lounge. And when you're talking about the three booths that are there. There are three circular half Clamshell booths. Clamshell booths. Clamshell yes. Is that what they call them? Yeah. Yes. And at the time. They're kind of the center. like a, Yes. Like, and they look out at people coming in. That's where we sat with Lionel Richie. Yes. We were in the center of the three booths. Yes. It's We've a, seen... What's his name? George Hamilton was in the center booth. Yes. You'll, if anyone is anyone, if they're they're sitting in one of those three clamshells, that's a, exactly. And at the time when um, three different guys, they've saved the booths. Back in the day when Charlie Chaplin was around, he always got a booth. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, remember Ronald, my little eighty-six-year-old man who yes. had a crush on me. This was like maybe 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. We would go to the polo lounge after broadcasting because we'd be done at four. It's our happiest place. It's, and um, this Ronald, he was like, oh, yeah, I come here every Friday afternoon. And he might have been even older than that. But he's like, I used to play polo with um, um Robert. Ted, No, Ted, um, Roger. Who's the old? I know. The old timey country or, or the actor. Will Rogers. Will, Will Rogers. Rogers, okay. Because okay. they had polo fields. Yeah. And that's he, what, and there was the Westerns, and they were doing the Westerns, they had massive polo foods. That's what yeah. the polo lounge got its name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the so, polo lounge, I didn't know that. Yeah, there and so go. Ronald was like, I think, trying to, you know, maybe ask to have a nursing date with me. <laughs> but they had, in <laughs> there's a... sponge bath, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> there was a waiter there that was from Minneapolis that we'd yes. see every year. Oh, that's there's, cool. There, too, and the people who worked there... Stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, as far as the three booths that get saved, um, Frank Sinatra had a booth. You know, if he was ever staying there, no one could sit in one of the booths because they'd save it for him. Well, that's a scene in the yeah. in the offer. Robert oh. Evans gets to the polo lounge and he's like, why is somebody in my booth? Got and it. they're like, well, they got here five minutes ago. That's still my booth. You're going to need to have them leave. It's a real power yeah, thing. It is a power thing, and they've treated celebrities and everybody else they treat with everybody. VIP yes. treatment since the beginning of time. We always tell people to go there. And Elizabeth Taylor um, spent several honeymoons, several of her eight honeymoons in Bungalow Five. Mm. Um, and the reclusive, this is a good one. The reclusive and private Howard Hughes, Hughes would occupy nine bungalows. 
at a time to protect himself from germs on either side. Oh, my God. And have his meals left in a tree. Oh, good Lord. I know. Wow. And it's just, there's, it's such a beautiful place to go to. Just a regular room is $975. Remember when we were going to stay there once? Back in the day when Lori and I thought, let's Mm -hmm. just stay there one night. (laughs) It's like $425, but that might be like 2006 or seven when we were thinking about that. And they have this salad called the McCarthy salad, um, which is their signature salad that they've had since the beginning of time. And it was named for a polo playing millionaire, Neil McCarthy. Really? And they created it for him in the 1940s. And it's a blend of iceberg lettuce, romaine, grilled free range chicken, apple smoked bacon stuff. Lori and I ordered this once and Lori thought it was because they chop everything so finely so people can talk and don't have to chew big bites and stuff. Lori, what was your comment? You go, I, it's it's they mas- take it, They've masticated the salad. They put this chopped salad in, in a, a blender, blender and then put it and scoop. served. It was the most disgusting. What? It thing. tasted great. It, <laughs> it tasted did. great, but it was chopped into such small little pieces, so it's like anybody could eat it, right? Um, and still talk and have a conversation. Okay. I mean, some of the different okay. things that you would sense. think of. Yeah, that makes sense. And so they just really, if people have not been there. It is so worth it. And if you're too embarrassed to pull up in valet, which right. which depending on where we were at financially, we would either there's a parking lot behind it that you can park in yes. and then you can walk around. It's a long hike. It is. It's, because it's really for employees. Mm-hmm. It was a very long hike. So, you know, yeah, have your cash, ready have your cash tip. ready to tip because now, a suite, a bungalow with a patio. Mm hmm. Is four thousand dollars a night for the two dates I put in? Nice, four thousand. If I was checking in June 9th and checking out the eleventh, four grand a night. And during like award season and stuff, everything's just quadrupled. Oh yeah. Um, when everybody's going to be there, but they have, um, you know the pank. They have the little cafeteria downstairs. Well, the fountain room. Yes, the fountain, the coffee house, the fountain room coffee Mm -hmm. house. I think is what it's called. They just really, and there's one of the bungalows, Bungalow 22A, Okay, was inspired by Frank, Frank Sinatra's Palm Springs home. Now, if you've oh, ever here, seen I'm that. i look up how much that is. Okay, 22A. It, it's got a strong Palm Springs aesthetic, yes. Julia. And if the walls could talk, you'd get a lot of gossip. Oh, can you imagine? I, I think all those bungalows, if they could talk, yeah, you'd no get kidding. a lot of gossip. Anyway, anyway spendy, if you're safe. ever going there, you guys, it's so well worth it. For sure. It is. You, you never know what you're going to see. That's right. You're going to see somebody. <laughs> and it just might be a waiter. That's right. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julie on My Talk 107.1.